You're listening to WCT.FM, talk radio like no other. God, I love the station. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. You're listening to the Supernatural Realm on 101.7 FM. That's WCET 101.7 FM. And on late night in the Midlands.com. Also on WCET.FM on the Paranormal Radio app. Well, tonight we got a, a special guest, but uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later. So, uh, Chip, are you there, my friend? I sure am, brother. It's a a good day to have a good day, you know? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Yes, and and we will, uh, at least before this episode is over, uh, be talking to our scheduled guest, the fantastic uh, Travis Short, uh, who is really instrumental in uh, some of the best documentaries ever made about the Mothman, uh, also works closely with our friend and, uh, I believe, uh, another upcoming guest here, Bill Bean. Uh, so he'll have some very wonderful updates on, on that kind of work, and it'll really be great having him back on. One of the best voices of any guest I think we've ever had, you know. I think he works like 18 different radio stations at once at the same <laughs> time, and I thought I needed Red Bull. Just to do this, you know, I can only imagine. Uh, but Travis is stuck in traffic. Uh, so I believe uh, we should be getting a hold of him within the hour. And we'll at least have him on uh, for the second of our two hours here on the great Supernatural Realm Radio with the great Tim Roxbury and Chip Reichenthal, too. Yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting now that he's back to working with uh, his partner on the Mothman Chronicles uh, series, and he's going to give us an update on that and what yeah. progress he's making with the film. So yeah, yeah, I think I think we could really take credit for that too, because last time we talked to him, he he was really thinking about you know getting in touch with his former partner that he did all that work with, and and so we'll get to hear the steamy update on that, you know. Uh, it's straight from the horse's mouth, if you will, yeah. which is very cool. But that horse is stuck in traffic as we speak. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hell. it happens, yeah. So at least for the first part of the show, we could promote ourselves, you know, yeah. because we, we could do that, you know. Yep, and I think he might be even uh, discussing his new job that he recently got. That's why he's late and he's stuck in traffic today because he was at meetings all day. Ah, well, employer, I'm so. glad I don't have a new job like that, you know. <laughs> that, that's definitely a guy that's got a voice for radio, and he does it well. Yeah, he really does. I mean, you know, I, I've known a lot of radio guys in, in my day, you know, uh, but I think probably the best uh, voice out of any of them 
and you know, the, and that says a lot too, because we know a lot of radio guys, uh, most if not all, have really great voices, you know. Except they, me. Right, professional voices. <laughs> well, it, it's the content of what yeah, you it's said. the content of the show, right? Yeah, I think you got a radio voice. I mean, you've been, yeah, you've been doing the same show for what a little over six years now. Yeah, since know? 2012. Yeah. Five, five, five different radio shows in the same time that you've had the one. You know. Yeah, I, I had That's thought about changing it at one point, but people know the supernatural realm well. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. not very established, so I figured, why change it? And yeah. I've been doing it yeah. for six years. So. Yeah, and and it's like any anybody in in the realm that you talk to, especially the paranormal realm, they go, I know that show, I know that show. You know, I've seen it over the years. You know, yeah. it's good to have name recognition. You know, supernatural realm has been there all along. Sure but yeah, I, I actually, I don't know about you, I, I went to a school for it. Mm. They had a special school in uh, the capital district of uh, the great empire state of New York. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was a, a, it was a very concentrated six-month program. And, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, going to college or something for communications, it's mm -hmm. just, just so wide open. This was very specific to radio broadcasting, uh, and uh, so they really spent a lot of time on diction, on tone, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, pitch, uh, modulation, moderation, all those different things, you know, uh, and uh, they even, uh, as part of the, the school thing, would set you up with jobs in radio mm -hmm. uh, as part of the graduation, you know. So they did, and yeah, they found me a, a place in, in the Finger Lakes in New York, in Canandaigua. Um, so I went straight from school to my Work. first radio job there. Cool. You know, yeah. Oh, it was very cool. They, they had an AM station, which was uh, adult contemporary. It's, that's like, uh, you know, top 40, but more specific to, let's say, um, uh, the upper limits of that demographic, you know. Mm -hmm. Instead of 18 to 65, it, it's more uh, 35 to 65. Mm -hmm. you know? I, had a, I had a friend when I was growing up. We used to screw around and pretend we were radio hosts and DJs mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, he worked for a couple of stations in Pittsburgh, PA, about wow. an hour south of here. And now he's here locally on an uh, 80s uh, rock FM station. So it's Mikey J, Mikey J. Klein. He's, he's on uh, WLER FM. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, similar to that, you know, I, I had my reel-to-reel -reel, uh, tape recorder. You know, that's how old I am. I used to have those back then. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had my own radio station, you know, I even did uh, promos for it, WWOW, uh, -W -W. wow, wow, that, wow. Was my, that was my station. But I, I uh, you know, the, the, the nice thing about uh, being able to do it in your own room is you could play whatever you want, you know. Right. exactly. So I used to play, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a college here, uh, RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, that had uh, WRPI, which for its day was very progressive. Mm -hmm. It was really geared to, um, 
uh, college uh, progressive radio in the 70s, you know. And so uh, it was right around the time where FM was just starting to break out on its own, you know. Uh, before that, if you wanted to hear, you know, Top 40 or any of the uh, the new and upcoming bands, um, it, it was AM. It was all AM. But the FM stations were starting to play album cuts, you know. So if you wanted a song from the Rolling Stones, the the FM radio would play album cuts from the latest Rolling Stones album, whereas the AM stations in the Top 40 there would play that one specific hit, you know, that was geared with a bullet on the charts, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was much more fun to go the FM route, you know, if you're going to do it in your own room. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, plus if there were songs that had uh, issues with language, um, you I could play those in my living room, you know. FCC couldn't say anything <laughs> That's about that. Say. <laughs> well, I'll say you uh, have no FCC in your living room as far as you know. Yeah. Yeah, but the the broadcasting school is really, really good. And uh, a lot of things that you take for granted when you're listening to radio announcers that, you know, because you don't see or because you don't know, you wouldn't know. Uh, For example, they had this thing called the secret smile, you know, especially if you're reading like a a 30-second copy of a commercial. Right. You know, if you you wanted to talk about... um, Oh, let's say uh, Chip's Hardware Store. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make something up. Yeah. But um, if you if you read through the copy while smiling, mm-hmm. see, people naturally can't see that. But there is a sub, uh, subliminal difference that you could pick up. You know, the tone becomes friendlier. And, or the difference between news copy and announcer copy or right. advertising copy, either one. The news, their their tone always goes down at the end of every sentence. Hmm. You because you're talking about serious things. So you know, uh, uh, two people were injured on their uh, on Route Seven this morning. Uh, several police were called. Uh, one of them didn't survive, and you give the names and this, but you always end with the tone down because it's serious, you know. Right. Uh, but if you're talking advertising copy, it's always up, and there's always this great inflection. And you can pick any given word in any sentence, and sometimes we'd go out of our way to do that. You emphasize a, one specific word in a sentence that changes the meaning of the whole sentence. Right. Like, let's say, I am going to the store is the sentence, you know. If you go, I am going to the store, I am going to the store. I am going to the store. I'm going to the store. I'm going to the store. I'm going to the <laughs> store. And and really, if you think about it, you know, uh, the emphasis changes the whole sound and structure of that sentence, putting the emphasis on one specific thing. So we used to go through our advertising copy and decide which words to emphasize in that sentence. I mean, you know, stuff that, that you just don't think about. Uh, in the course of it, you know, and it really does a lot of different things subliminally. You know, the listener can say, well, that guy sounds friendly or that guy sounds like somebody I could hang out with, you know, but you really, uh, and we did, we took very seriously the power of these words, you know. This language is a phenomenal language, really. 
uh, and uh, it, it just capable of doing so many little things, you know, because especially back then, my first job was on call letter ra radios, w, uh, WCGR and WFLC out in Canandaigua. Yeah, the AM was adult contemporary, the FM was country, uh, country western back then. <laughs> um, but, the, but the FM was automated. So you, it would go, they had four huge uh, reels of tape. Mm -hmm. Each reel had about six hours of music. And uh, one reel was specifically for golden oldies. Another was what's called recurrence, things that were top 40 songs three months ago, you know, and are still familiar enough to kind of still be top 40, but they call them recurrent, you know. And then they had uh, two reels of newer music. And so it would, uh, and this little computerized thing that would decide which reels to play. And then you had these spools of uh, cassettes that had commercial copy or news copy on them. So you could time them to the top of the hour or exactly 12 minutes after the hour and all this different stuff, you know. Uh, and you'd think it would be saving you a lot of trouble, you know, because it's automated, but. You really had to pay attention because you know if you if your newscast went off at quarter after you're in trouble. You know, <laughs> boss wouldn't like that. Oh, speaking of radio, who's your guest for uh, KBTV on Monday? Oh, kindness beyond the veil. Oh, wow! Glad you asked me that one. I got a super duper uh, guest for this coming Monday, the twenty second. Uh, Teal Swan is going to be my guest on Kindness Beyond the Veil. You know, I'm big. Big fan of hers for a long time. This will be her third appearance cool. uh, to the show. Yeah, yeah. So, and last time we had her on was for the one-year anniversary show, uh, which was very cool. I've got a, a second anniversary coming up, uh, September. I think it's it falls Monday falls on the sixteenth this year. Yep, September sixteenth. Uh, the two. The two-year anniversary of Kindness Beyond the Veil, uh, I guess, for September 16th. And the big anniversary show is Ray Hernandez cool. from the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial and Extraordinary Encounters. Uh, the acronym is FREE Foundation, F-R-E-E. Uh, and he'll be talking about all the research that they've done since uh, last time we had him on. Think was uh, four months ago, about four and a half months ago. Yeah, amazing yeah. work that they've done. It is. On uh, Tuesday, July 23rd, we're going to be talking with Greg Little. He uh, wrote a book. Oh. Wrote a book mm -hmm. with Andrew Collins about the the uh, events. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to that. And he could really tease the book. The formal. Uh, formal release date of that is September 3rd mm -hmm. uh, this year, so uh, about three months away. Yeah, Andrew Collins is uh, seen on the History Channel show Ancient Aliens. Right. Andrew Collins is, um, he's been on since season two. Mm -hmm. I think they're on their, I think it's 14th season now. Wow, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's uh, past... Yeah, 12, for sure. Yeah. 
But, uh, and, you know, we had him on here, Andrew Collins, here on the Supernatural Realm. And at that time, Tim, well, you know, we saw a picture of him and said, gee, that dude looks familiar. Know him from somewhere. <laughs> and we talked to him for the whole show before we found out. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. ancient ends ago. Yeah, when I talked to Greg Little, I initially was going to get Greg on the show. And then he suggested Andrew Collins. And I didn't know who Andrew was at the time. But he said that uh, he was more popular than, than than he was, so I took his word for it. And uh, Andrew came on the show because he was visiting uh, Greg at the time. He was in the states and spending, you know, some time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he called me from Greg's house, and we did the show together. Yeah, yeah, I remember that Andrew Collins episode was really, really good. And it's ironic because we didn't really put two and two together. You know, right. gee, I, we've seen this guy somewhere. Because we often do criticize the way that they portray ancient civilizations of humans, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so dumb. <laughs> and, and you know, as so listless uh, uh, that they couldn't possibly have come up with anything on their own without the help of these extraterrestrials, you know. <laughs> they couldn't have had ag- agriculture without it. They couldn't have had, you know, plumbing systems without it. They, they couldn't have had mathematics or philosophy or science without any of that stuff. And You know, and we, we like to dog on them for that. And here's this guy that had this crisp understanding of ancient civilization. And found all these new things, and and with regard to the Denisovans, was this uh, uh, for its time rather advanced uh, species or tribe of um, uh, that dates back some sixteen thousand years ago. Wow! But that they had jewelry and uh, some of the the art. And other things were obviously made with some sort of tools. So they had told us, you know, 16,000 years ago. Uh, and the kind of um, gems or other kinds of stones that they used as jewelry was uh, something that, you know, is very hard for us to find in this day and age. Uh, pieces of uh, meteorite uh, rock or uh, very unique colored gemstones. Uh, that uh, I mean, it, it, it's one thing that they even had that stuff and were making jewelry with it 16,000 years ago, but it, it'd be hard pressed to find anything similar to it now. Uh, for sure. And yeah, uh, uh, somewhere near uh, uh, Siberia mm-hmm. uh, uh, for this, uh, these Denisovan, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we've got we've got somebody coming up on on this broadcast, a guy named Bennett Vonderheide. Uh, August thirteenth. August thirteenth. Nope. Yeah, I would have had him on Kindness Beyond the Veil on August fifth, but because you know I'm not, it's it, you know, uh, in the same week and a half time frame is yeah. just too, you know, that's that's just uh, too redundant uh, for for any guest to, to be yeah. on both shows. So I uh, have my supernatural realm alone, uh, and uh, he had some statuettes from the Dogon 
tribe mm-hmm. uh, that could link back as as old as seventeen thousand years ago, uh, and these Nomali uh, statuesque figures, these statue figures, um, yeah, that, that have been uh, carbon dated, tracing back around seventeen thousand years, but they come from two different sections of uh, northwestern. Well, not north, but Western Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be south of Egypt, but um, the Sierra Leone region, and then the Dogons were some 667 kilometers away. Something like that, yeah. From, from there, but they had similar statues. They had similar of uh, these uh, what they called sky rocks, mm-hmm. part of meteorites with a very unique color. This kind of aqua uh, turquoise uh, color. Um, and uh, anybody that has tried to find uh, uh, what these uh, stones are made of, it, it, they're not they're not earthly uh, rocks. There are parts of what makes up the uh, the chemical uh, and molecule uh, reaction of these stones. That it is not terrestrial here. Right. So, and he has some of these. Uh, the, uh, some of the uh, the the small statues uh, that you know it's one thing for it to be found in one region of uh, the Nogali or the Dogon tribes, but two regions of, uh, about 700 kilometers away from each other, yet very similar in statute. Um, pretty remarkable stuff. It is. What is the supernatural? Uh, some in his uh, personal collection. He's got uh, throughout museums, um, mostly in, in Western Europe, and I think there's one uh, in one of the states here, Wisconsin, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, but that's yeah, that's a couple of months away. It's interesting stuff for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, the, for Andrew Collins, because even between the two of these gentlemen, this Bennett von der Heide and uh, Andrew Collins and Greg Little that we were talking about earlier with the Denisovans, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the, when they talk about the Dogon tribes, right. they're talking about an ancient civilization uh, as old as 17,000 years ago that were aware of uh, Sirius B which is in the Orion's belt, but, you know, Sirius A, Sirius is the star that, you know, the ancient Egyptians believed that their first god uh, was uh, originated, yeah, which was uh, Aten, and Aten mated with his own shadow and gave birth to Osiris, who he sent to Earth, and Osiris became, at least in the Egyptian eyes, around... Uh, as late as 5,000 BC, perhaps 10,000 BC, mm-hmm. uh, from the, the the star Sirius in Orion's belt. But Sirius B is something we didn't even know existed. Yeah, what is Sirius B? Uh, until 1800s. Well, Sir, it's a smaller of the two stars. It's okay. uh, it, so it would be a binary star system. Uh, the Orion's belt, you know, it's a, those three mm-hmm. major stars. Uh, which is what Sirius? Uh, I think Betelgeuse is one of them. And Beetlejuice, 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 and and I, <laughs> I, I can't remember what the third. But Sirius, Sirius B, 
is a part of the Sirius star binary system, but it's significantly smaller right. and can't can't be seen from the uh, by the naked eye. You need you know like major telescopes uh, in order to trace it at all, and especially because it's much smaller. A lot of times it's hidden beyond it, you know, Sirius A. So you know even with the telescope you couldn't always see it, and it wasn't really marked in our uh, uh, astronomical charts until the mid-1800s. So for uh, a, a tribe or a series of tribes in the West African area uh, 17,000 years ago to be aware of Sirius B <laughs> and attribute uh, these uh, Nomale stones to uh, Sirius B rather than Sirius A or their own uh, God, if you will, uh, to have originated from Sirius B, uh, is really, really quite remarkable. Considering that, uh, you know, we had no record of it uh, until the mid 1800s. You know, so that's that's really quite quite something. So it'll right. be yeah. You ready to take a little break, Chip? Uh, sure, we could do that, brother. Okay. Your show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to WCET.FM with the Supernatural Realm and your host, Tim Roxbury and Chip Reichenthal. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to WCET.FM, talk radio like no other. What is the supernatural realm exactly? Why do people have paranormal or mystical experiences? There's some science behind it they're not looking at. Why do some people have negative encounters and others don't? What are the best methods to use and is there some new truth to them? We'll ask these questions on the hit radio show, Supernatural Realm with Tim Roxbury, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with your co-host Chip Reichenthal. Supernatural Realm, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 9 Eastern, leading into Michael Vera's Late Night in the Midlands at 9, right here on WCETFM, because that's where the action is. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. WCETFM, where the fun never ends. Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Kindness Beyond the Veil, even in the darkest realms of mysteries, good things happen. Kind, even loving things. In the paranormal, psychic world, extraterrestrials, mystical healing, light workers, starseeds, things that have astounded us since the beginning of time, do have a Monday side to them. And we'll show you on Kindness Beyond the Veil, every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Chip Reichenthal. Leading into Michael Vera's Late Night in the Midlands show at 9 Eastern, making Mondays worthy of looking forward to right here on WCETFM, because that's where the action is. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor. Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor. 
When conventional wisdom said no one could make a hot dog longer than six inches, you dared to dream. Dared to dream. You knew the limitations of a regular-sized hot dog bun, and you ignored them. Can't stop me now. You made a 10-inch wiener, and people cheered. But you weren't satisfied. You said, wait, I think I can still give you two more inches. And so the footlong was born. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Hot Dog Hero. Because you gave every single one of us our fondest wish. A bigger wiener. Bud Light Beer, and I suppose St. Louis, Missouri. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. <laughs> I can just hear CC now, Chip. He didn't just play that commercial, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like commercials, funny. Mm. Yeah, boy, they've been, you know. And quite a role for the longest time. Yeah. One of the, one of the reasons to look forward to the Super Bowl every year, especially if your team wasn't a part of it, yeah, so for the commercials. Yeah, I figured it's close to the weekend, so I figured I'd play Bud Light. Sure. Yeah. That's what uh, any any good weekend includes, I suppose. Especially one that's going to be the the. Uh, point I think it's going to be up to 105 tomorrow. It's going to be like in the 90s. Yeah. It's got to feel like 105. So they told everybody to stay in. Don't go out if you don't have to. Sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be nasty hot tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow and yeah. Saturday. So be a good day for Bud Light and a monster drink. <laughs> <laughs> or a Red Bull if you have it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. I, I you know I can't uh, I can't drink anymore. I got this allergy. Uh, yeah, doggy. What? Did you hear that Bud Light commercial? Yeah, I heard it, and I said CC. So you know, I'm done cooking my pork chops on the grills, <laughs> waiting for the vegetables to get done on the stove. Saying, there you go. I, I heard you struggling earlier, you know. I was going to lighten up the show a little bit. Okay. Yeah, our guest is going to come in here about a half hour or so. so. What, got you a, got? You only got a 30-minute guest? Well, half or an hour guest. He's going to be on at eight, second hour. A half-hour guest? An hour guest. He's got a guest. got to be on at least an hour. I, mean, I said 8 o'clock he's coming on. <laughs> 
He's coming on in a half hour. <laughs> See how you are. You know, if if it's only a half hour, it's it you know for a yeah, guest, and that's more like a, I guess a promo. <laughs> yeah, our Tuesday, our Tuesday day's guest was on for half an hour. I didn't want to. I don't think we could have t- taken any more of that crap. But yeah. Liven up the party a little bit and give you some boogie woogies flu. <laughs> sure, why not? I, I just sent you the promo of uh, a little clip of it and play the whole dang song, you know. <laughs> you gonna play it now? Yeah, I gotta cue it up. Okay, go ahead and play it. Should be playing it now. Do do do. You still there, Chipper? Chip, you still there? I am. I have my microphone muted. Yeah, because yeah, the song, was, which I imagine is coming up, right? Should be soon. It was quiet there for a second. But. Okay, we ready. Okay. Should be ready here.
stuff making me cry. I remember playing that one back in 73, 74 when I was at KOAL in Omaha. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah. So you did some radio too, CC? What now? So you did radio too? I have to go through my headphones. You might hear a little echo for a minute. All right. Chip, you there? I am. Okay. I am here. Yeah, we got about another 20 minutes before our guest comes on the show. All righty. So. It would help if I turn up my volume. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, uh, Travis will be coming on. We're going to talk about well, Mossman. That has nothing to do with Supernatural Realm. <laughs> Not really. Well... <laughs> Tuesday I'm just didn't keep you entertained. You know? Yeah, Tuesday didn't have anything to do with it either. That's why he was only on the show for a half hour. Yeah, what's up with that? I have no idea. He's supposed to talk about quantum healing, and he went off on a tangent. So it's like, I gotta go, dude. I can't take any more of this. <laughs> we don't talk about that here, and you're disconnected. <laughs> so needless to say, he won't be back on a supernatural realm. Ever. <laughs> so. Did I tell you about the apparition I had the other day? What's that? No, you didn't. I didn't. I went that. out and took the uh, garbage out to the street. And uh, when I walked out to the street, the street light went out. When I walked back to the house, the street light came back on. What do you think of that, Chip? Hmm. Uh, must have been some garbage. <laughs> radiated garbage baby yeah maybe you know. what day was that <coughs> was that last night no that was uh, last week oh okay yeah it must have been some garbage the, the, the city changed our garbage schedule now instead of Monday and Thursday uh, they just do uh, recycle on Wednesday and garbage on Thursday so Wednesday night when I took out the garbage to, for them to pick up on Thursday, the street light went out. <laughs> Maybe the ghost in the neighborhood didn't like the, them changing the day or something. It was probably a ghost in the garbage can. <laughs> yeah, probably. It was It was a chicken carcass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it just flew the coop. Turned the light off and the coop. Oh, there no you idea. go. Wow. That must have been it. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe the spirit anticipated that joke a week later. (laughs) (laughs) We had a rooster next door, and that son of a gun would go off at 5 o'clock every morning, right? And we'd hear it. That rooster would go, and it would go until about 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, right? I'd sleep until at least 7.30 or 8 o'clock. The neighbor and I, we'd heard it every morning. We were waiting for that rooster to come through the fence. And we were going to have some chicken fricassee. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a neighbor across we're the street. Shoot that, that son of a gun. 
We have a neighbor across the street that has an electric clock, and every hour the damn thing, uh, roost, the rooster crows on a clock. It's like every yeah. hour. It's like, whoa. I want to shoot that clock sometimes. <laughs> All right, give me some birds too pretty soon because they're chirping at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. About 5, 5.15 in the summertime, they'll be out there, oh, 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 some blackbirds or some bluebirds or whatever kind of birds they are. They're out there, oh, 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 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to sleep, man. Come on now, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, it could be the blue jays are loud. Yeah, they yes, are. They are. They're not rooster I've, loud. I've never but, had blue jay. Birds go. Loud. Yeah, the other morning we heard birds chirping. They were like arguing and stuff. And this one female was having a fit because she's like squawking in the middle of the street. And then a couple of seconds later, I see this blue jay flying right in front of me. So he must have stole the eggs or something. Mm. Ate them or whatever it did. I don't know. There's there's some paranormal they're, stuff for you. They're nasty though. Either that or natural nasty. selection. Yeah. Yeah. Blue jays are nasty. I heard. Yeah, they are. No, I, you know, we used to pay attention. Might be you know, we had a we had a parakeet. You know, decided to buy this parakeet. Very social when we saw him at the store. You know, just visit him uh, every week, and then finally decided to 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 you know purchase them bring them on home and you know once he got in our home he was quiet and he mm-hmm. seemed like he was uh, scared of us and everything so we wanted to make him comfortable so we uh, put his cage next to the window and so he could look at the birds outside yeah. and we put an extra bird seed out near his window so he'd always have a variety of birds to watch and we'd watch with him you know and you could see uh, the different kinds of birds had different kinds of personalities. Even within each kind of species, you know, the finches were very social, mm-hmm. you know. But even within the finches themselves, you know, there was the bully finch, the extra social finch, the narcissistic finch, you know. I mean, you could tell even within the species they had personality. But blue jays were, you know, uh, out of the birds around the same size, they were the bullies of the lot. You know, and, until the the crows came along, we had crows that were huge. You know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they weren't afraid of anything. You know, yeah. And the the doves would just uh, they were completely go with the flow. You know, if uh, if there's a dove in in the the bird seed pile, mm-hmm. you know, and some blue jay comes along and kicks the dove. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about three feet to the left, and Doug would just find himself in that new spot and just keep eating, you know? Wow. <laughs> like, nothing to see here, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, yeah, we got had some cardinals, which are uh, fascinating. I didn't expect that we'd have them in the great northeast, you know? I thought they were more of a kind of a western U.S. species. But. Uh, we, we get cardinals. We have a male and female in our neighborhood. You see the female flying by, you see the male chasing right after her. Yeah, and yeah. It's been like that for about a week now. So yeah. here we go. Yep. We got the females are a different color. They're like uh, bluish gray. And like the, a gray, yeah. The males got, are, are red, deep red. Yeah. Yeah, Neat. yeah the, the females are gray and they got a little bit of blue, a uh, little bit of red on their their head and on their back, a little streak. Yeah. 
I've read. Yeah. 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 No, we used to, we used to get a big kick out of watching all the, the birds, you know. And uh, our parakeet actually uh, developed a crush on one of the finches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just uh, really, I mean, as far as finches go, she was kind of hot, I guess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and this, this one day, he actually, we, we brought his cage up out to the porch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he broke out. Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, oh no. my God, there goes the parakeet, you know, and thought he was lost. But he just wanted to see if he could approach this sweetheart finch of his. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then this finch looked at him. She'd never seen a parakeet before. <laughs> She's like, dude, what the hell are you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you come from? Yeah, right? So, yeah, so. Did yeah. you get him back? He was he came back brokenhearted, you know. Oh, did he? He, he didn't he didn't want to escape. He just really wanted to take his shot, you know. I am. I mean, you know, you got to take your shot, or you'll never know. She didn't want nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him, you Sounds know. Sounds like my and, life. And, oh my God, he was <laughs> he was so brokenhearted. So eventually, and by that I mean within a couple of weeks, we brought our parakeet to the store where we bought him. I got a so female. So he could select a, a mate. Yeah. Yeah, and so we we did. We found him a mate, and we brought her uh, back with us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she didn't really want much to do with him either, but you know, uh, but but she's <laughs> not like, like marriage. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, especially in the in the days of old, you know, <laughs> where you didn't get married for love, you got married for position. You know? Arrangements. Yeah, arrangements. Uh, but you know, she came around eventually. Yeah. And uh, even got yeah. He he after a while could uh, talk. You know. Wow. And there were some words that he could say. You know, and he'd he'd look at her and he'd say "pretty bird" like that. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, that that's what won her heart. I oh guess. wow. Like yeah, who would who would have known she could speak English like that? But you know. <laughs> I know a couple cockatoos over, uh, well, the wife knows her more than me. I go over there once in a while. And every time we pull up in the in, in their driveway, the cockatoo starts sounding the alarm. Oh, yeah. It drives you crazy. Like, oh, you don't need a, a home system. You got that dang bird. <laughs> right. You hear it a block away. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of an acquired taste living with uh, something real loud like that, you know. I had a I have a friend that she she had like three macaws and some other birds in a, in her house, mm. and I guess she ended up selling a couple of macaws. They were just getting mm. to be too expensive for her to mm. feed and too much maintenance. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a lot of maintenance. Yeah, we we got a. a this uh, bird called a parrotlet. Uh, I think they're somewhere uh, from South America. Mm-hmm. They're miniature parrots, essentially. But they, you know, they're they're as smart as parrots are. They're just uh, like uh, one eighth the size. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit smaller than the the parakeet when it was a baby. So I mean, this thing was tiny. We want to talk about high maintenance, though. You know, yeah. they get bored easily and they like attention. And this, this this thing was just the I I mean, you know, 
uh, it, more maintenance than than a, a child. Yeah. <laughs> I think just you know and yeah, birds can be they they can be high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you see that you know, one? Smart like that. Do you hmm? see that video on YouTube? There's a couple of them. And there's this bird that says WTF, WTF. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I've, I've watched that video. <laughs> what it says the? more than that. Yeah, yeah, he does, but it's. <laughs> you know what? Funny as heck, because it raises his feathers and goes. What the? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They covered his cage, I think, when he said that. What the? Yeah. It's one thing to get a bird to, to speak English, but another thing altogether to speak text, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was mad, too. He's moving like, Bob his head up and down. WTF or LOL, you know, say a <laughs> word, for God's sake. Yeah, any word will do. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, you know, it'll be on, on the phone all day, you know. Yeah. Smartphone. Smartphone, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had my cat dial the emergency number one time. I used to have a telephone that it had, uh, you know, fire and police. Did I tell this story before? I don't think I had a so. telephone that, you know, it was hung up, but there was a button on there for the kids. So all they had to do was push the button to go to fire police. Uh-huh. And nobody was home, and the cat stepped on, on the police button. Oh, no. <laughs> so it called emergency. It, it called 911, right? All right. And then uh, we come home a couple hours later, and there was police cars surrounding the house. <laughs> oh, my God. We were going, what's going on here? So <laughs> Said we had a nine one one call. Yeah. Like, oh, home. let me How guess. Anybody, you finally you know, found. Then, the, then I found the phone off the hook in the bedroom, and 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 the cat had put. Uh, it was in the bedroom, took the phone off the hook and pushed the emergency button. Oh no! See, all you have to do is tell the cops you finally found that cat burglar. Yeah, you, know, you the, weren't helping. You weren't <laughs> in the neighborhood. The, no, I said. Uh, I think the cat did that because they're the only ones home. You know, <laughs> they kind of laugh. But, uh, they weren't too amused either because it took up an hour of their time because they were checking. They were checking like for cat burglars and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was a cat, but not a burglar. <laughs> this, right? this was in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> they were just mad you weren't home to feed them. See. <laughs> Yeah, I had to apologize to 911. I said, I'm sorry. I'm going to change that phone out so they can't kick. The cat can't, can't, can't no call more. you anymore. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine the paperwork that they had to fill out over that call. I know, right? I'm surprised the cat didn't meow into the phone. Yeah. Meow. Meow. Oh, they would have known what it was then. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. It's about time for your guest. Hopefully. All right. Yeah, he'll be calling in about a minute or so. Yeah. Well, always nice talking with you here, Doug. Yeah, I thought I'd liven it up, you know, yeah. extend the show out a little bit for you. Yeah. Thanks. Gave yeah. us something to talk about. But. Yeah. There you go, because you were struggling earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you were starting interviews on each other and plugging each other's shows, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind well, of we we like to do that anyway, though. Yeah. But yeah. So, 
He should be calling in here any minute, hopefully. Okay, we catch you later. All, All right. right, buddy. Bye. Bye. You have yourself a good night. See? Good night, Dougie. Yeah, yeah a couple See of nice tunes there. Yeah, I was I was alive when that record came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was that rocking pneumonia and that boogie woogie? What, what year was that? Uh, I think it was somewhere around seventy three, seventy four. Um, don't remember who did it, but yeah, it was a. That was one of those that started. We were talking FM radio and album cuts started oh, as yeah. one of those, and then. Uh, merged its way into a, a top 40 legitimately. Yeah, the power of FM for its day. You know? Yeah. 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 Should be calling uh, in here. Hmm? I, was, I was watching a show on TV once where they were playing all the one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like from the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of them. Yeah, uh, a lot of them. And they're really good ones. And you know, it's tough when you have a, a song that, that becomes like an instant hit, like some of those, mm-hmm. you know, and the expectation becomes almost impossible to come up with a, a second song that is going to be as successful or as catchy or uh, uh, whatever. Killed a lot of careers, yeah. one hits, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, I was selling shoes in Albany. And uh, this guy came in. He had, and he had a British accent, you know. All right. I'm like, oh wow, you're you're not from around here. And he goes, no, we're from England. And so, what are you doing here? And he says, well, we're we're doing a concert in town. Oh, you got a band? What's the name of your band? He said, Dire Straits. And I'm oh, like, yeah? oh yeah, it was Mark Knopfler, the lead cool. singer from. Yeah, I was really excited about that because you know, geez, I was a musician myself, you know, and and. They had their song was their first major hit called "Sultan's a Swing," uh-huh, and, and it song. just hit number one uh, uh, that week, you know, because I I got the, the the I had a subscription to Billboard, you know, yeah. and so you know, wow, you know, the, yeah, your song hit number one this week, you know, that that has to be great. And he says, not really, not really. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, not really? I mean, you know, if geez, if I ever. You know, if I if I got signed, you know, as a, mm-hmm. a band, I think that that would be the thing that you would want, right? <laughs> and he says, no, because we can't go anywhere anymore. You know, everywhere we go, we can't go to a, a, a grocery store. We can't go out to the movies. You know, people know who we are. And, you know, and so, you know, it, it's like the, the, no privacy anymore. Yeah. You know, you know, and I was kind of surprised by that, you know, because you think that's the whole project, you know, behind the, the record deal is, <laughs> you know, becoming a success. And he's like, you know, I could just imagine, what you know, eight years later with the MTV and, you know, I want my MTV. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't go five minutes without seeing something from Dire Straits, dire Straits because yeah. of that. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you must have been really miserable then. <laughs> really? So maybe that some of these one-hit wonders, maybe that's why, you know. Maybe. From the per- perspective of Mark Knopfler, you know. Travis. What's up? Hey, what's how are you doing? Guys? Hey, there he is. Hey, he is back. <laughs> that is cool. So, yeah. Finally out of traffic. Oh. 
Yes, yes. I actually stopped at a restaurant to grab something to eat before I finished the drive. Ah, very good. So, yeah, yeah. Worked out good for you, then. Yeah. It it did. It, I, this has been a very long day. I have done, but when I get back, I will have driven uh, about 600 miles round trip. Wow. Wow. So you got to go back there tomorrow, too, or are you off tomorrow? No. No, I... Uh, I, my official start date is Monday. Oh, cool. I went down today for some scheduled meetings with the corporate individuals, the Chamber of Commerce, and some things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, back, I'm in Virginia until Sunday. I'll drive back to London um, on Sunday night, and then I'll be there uh, pretty much from here on out. So, uh, cool. so when you say start date, what did this kind of infers that we've got a, a new position of some kind? I do actually. I uh, I left my old job about a month and a half ago, and um, I am now the general manager for a large company based in Kentucky called Fork, and they own banks, nursing homes, real estate agencies, and radio stations. They have nine uh, twenty uh, nine. Ra- oh, I'm sorry, twenty five radio stations in nine markets, and I am actually over right now three of the stations. I'll have five by the end of the year. Wow. wow. Yeah. So it's a big move, uh, a lot of responsibility. I'm actually going in. We just bought two stations. Um, actually, I'll have six probably by the end of the year or sometime next year. We have, I have three currently. They're, we're closing deals on two, and we're looking at a, an, another one. Uh, wow. We're getting ready to renovate the studios. Uh, we are actually, I'm moving to a town where that we are home to the uh, chicken festival because Colonel Sanders was born in the ah. neighboring town, Corbin, Kentucky, and London, Kentucky are side by side. Wow. And so there's the, the chicken festival, which is a four-day festival, draws about 250,000 people from all over the world. Wow. So, yeah. Um, bet, bet you still haven't figured out what those secret herbs and spices are. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. Okay. Oh, cool. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. But uh, and if I if I find out, I'll I'll break it on this show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very <laughs> cool. Well, I our uh, hearty congratulations for the new position. Thank you. And uh, Thank condo- you. condolences uh, on all that responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've discovered uh, next week I'm going to be in meetings. Uh, in in London where I'm going and then the following week I'm going to be in Lexington Frankfurt and then Cincinnati wow so yeah a lot of a lot of meetings a lot of travel wow. we could we could never just tie you down to one radio station though could could we ever uh, <laughs> well you know I thought I thought I was tied down to one and you know uh-oh, well you know now I'm now I'm not so I'm hoping to stay with this company for quite a while my predecessor had been there 10 years so you know it's got a good track record um, Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, brother. Thank you. And, I appreciate and it. It's good. Still the best voice out of any guest we've ever had on this program. <laughs> now, got I a know place that's for not him. true. That's <laughs> not true. Bill Bean has an amazing radio voice, too. I that's know this true. for a fact. Yeah, we yeah, do, too. We, yeah, we talked. I think we, we've got him uh, coming back on at some point. Yeah, Tim? The 30th yeah, of July, that's what yeah. You guys, 
Yeah, that's what you guys had said, which he was, you know, I had told you in my message, uh, you know, that I could do an announcement for him and then about Mothman as well. But I'll let Bill make his own announcement, which you probably have seen. We've been teasing it for a while, but he's he's releasing uh, a new uh, and he, he's already announced it on Facebook. So I'm not stealing thunder, but he's already uh, he's an, he's re-releasing Dark Force as a 10th anniversary edition on August 12th. Oh, isn't that nice? So, wow. Yeah. With, with added chap added chapters, added material. Uh, we're, we're very excited. Wow. Well, then, so are we, you know? That's, yeah, that's it's going to be an awesome thing to know. It's going to be very cool, I think. Yeah. See, but to Timmy and I won't take credit for all that, you know, because... Oh, well, you should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we will, uh, you know. <laughs> but when, when we talked to him last here on the Supernatural Realm, you know, we were talking about that book, and he was thinking about maybe doing a, like a re-release or a special anniversary yeah, right. edition. And last we, time we've we, talked. To, oh, I'm hmm? sorry. Go ahead. No, that, that's okay. You know, you are the guest. You're, you're we'll let you finish <laughs> a sentence or two. You know, <laughs> no, I was going to say, we, he and I have talked about it for, for quite some time because over the years, as he and I have, have grown uh, in our relationship together, our friendship and, and, and our professional relationship. And as we've done interviews and then as he and I have talked, there's more to the story that, that he never had put in the original book mm -hmm. that he actually has told in interviews and, and that he tells kind of, a, as I say, apocryphal. Uh, they're just, you know, they're, they're stories that have always been there, but he just didn't put them in the book when he sat down. And I actually, I, I had the privilege of writing the foreword for this book. Uh, and one of the statements that I make is when you read the first edition and you read the second edition, you understand better that the first edition really was a man sitting down and really writing out a catharsis. He was just kind of emptying and purging himself, his mind, his memory, his soul of all of this, all of these stories. And now, 10 years later, this, this new edition is much more polished. It's much more Bill talking very, very conversationally and, and expounding on these things in a, in a way and in a manner that he wasn't able to before because that first one was very emotional and very cathartic for him. Mm -hmm. This is, is Bill, the professional, sitting down and actually retelling that story in a very different voice. The narrative has changed. Uh, chapters have been combined. There's new chapters. There's new uh, anecdotal references. There's a whole section about how to identify you know, demonic oppression, demonic possession, you know, spirit activity, things like that. I think it's going to be an amazing read for individuals who already know the story and looking at it through a different lens, and then also for people who are new to the story, it's going to be it's going to blow them away. It really is. Awesome! Wow! Yeah, and all the wisdom that you know has he has uh, acquired and accumulated since. Oh, absolutely! And and the, and the number of of families that he's helped, and that's one of the things that he goes Lots into. And that's that I mentioned that in the foreword. Just you know, the number of of individuals and families that he has been able to minister to and to help in the past decade is staggering. He has hundreds and hundreds of files. We're actually negotiating uh, on his behalf right now for a, a reality TV show that, you know, examines each of the cases. Wow. And, uh, and we'll do it almost as a, you know, reenactment episodes uh, of these, of these demonic possession stories. I think it'll be, It'd be a very interesting and entertaining watch, and also very enlightening. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've had, I think, six clients that he's had on this show tell their story. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, he's, yep. he's helped a lot of people out yeah. over the years. Yes, and 
I actually, you know, when I had my program up to a couple of years ago, I interviewed, there was, there was one case that I know that he did and he had uh, an individual in Jersey, Tia Bell, psychic Tia. She had an A&E TV show for a while, mm-hmm. but she assisted him in that case. Right. And it was very interesting because we had her on in his place because he had to cancel. She told her version of the story. Mm-hmm. Bill came on a couple of weeks later, told his version of the story. Or not version, but perspective of the story. It was very interesting to hear the two different perspectives of the same case. Right. From a psychic a psychic medium and then from, you know, the exorcist and the deliverance minister. It was very, very, very interesting. If you guys haven't had her on, she's an amazing guest. She really is. Yeah. She she's been on she's been on Supernatural Realm, I think once or twice I've had okay. her on over the years. But yeah, she's she's very good she's a very good guest. Oh, she is. She is. She, she's a riot. She, she and I go at each other all the time on the on on the interviews. <laughs> like so. to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, that that you don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and last time we had you on and talked to you, you were talking about maybe uh, reconnecting with the uh, the whole Mothman thing, you know. Uh, yeah, and it, it's it's been very interesting. Um, you know, uh, the Mothman saga for me began in 2000 when the uh, my business partner and I stumbled on the book by Jerome Clark there at Area 51. And of course, you know, Area 51 is all over Facebook now. Everyone wants to storm right. it. Look, I've been there twice. <laughs> um, I've been to the gate. I've been chased off by the security guards. And if you want to know what I found at Area 51, go to YouTube and search the cows of Area 51. There's a seven-minute do- mini-documentary, mock documentary, of me interviewing cows about cattle mutilations. That's what I found at Area 51. It's a fascinating watch. We've had almost 10,000 views on that. Wow. Um, but um, we started doing interviews in 2003. We finished the film in 2009, premiered it uh, at the Mothman Festival 2009. We sold several copies of it, but as I have said in, in many interviews over the past couple of years, uh, we thought that the uh, the master copy of that DVD had been lost or destroyed, and had as had the uh, some of the original footage. So it had been difficult to um, to reproduce it, and it has not been sold uh, in about a decade. However. Uh, through uh, an interesting turn of events and fate being, as it were, smiling on me for some strange reason, <laughs> I was handed a copy of the original DVD Wow! about a month ago. So hmm. I am going into production. Uh, we are going to mass produce copies of Dark Wings, the Mothman Chronicles. It will be for sale. Uh, I am adding uh, an additional... I'm actually going to do this in phases, but the, it, it, the DVD itself will be up for sale. Uh, we're also going to do uh, a, a, a special edition that will actually have the mini mockumentary, the cows of area 51 attached. Huh. And then we're going to do, a, we're going to do a, a special combination of the dark wings, the Mothman Chronicle, the cows of area 51 and a movie poster. And I am actually attempting right now. I started negotiating. I'm trying to get the original director and my co-producer back. And we're going to actually try to do some events and sign all of those, and the individuals will be able to order those or buy them at the events. And I'm also going to be hosting a Facebook watch party of the original documentary film. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. And you so can do got, like a, you can do reality shows, you know, and start acquiring yes. reality show things to do. In addition to banks, and radio stations, and 
I know, right? <laughs> so, I've I've got a I've got a busy busy couple of months. I'm wanting what I'm wanting to do is try to get everything ready, do the uh, the Facebook Live watch, either during the Mothman Festival, which is in September, or on the anniversary of the original sighting, which would be November thirteenth, nineteen. I'm oh, sorry, November 15th, 1966. So this would, November 15th this year would be 53 years? Yes, 53 years. Wow. wow. So that is my plan. So um, you, this is the first time I have publicly announced that. <laughs> yeah, right here cool. in the room. I've, cool. I've, been, I've been teasing it. I've teased it on Facebook. I've teased it on Instagram. But this is, I wanted to, uh, to choose an outlet that I knew would, would have some uh, uh, momentum and some traction, and I knew this one would, so I wanted to make the announcement with you guys <laughs> that that is the plan. Um, cool. Probably, you know, like I said, depending on my schedule with the new job, I would love to be able to host the Facebook Watch Party during the Mothman Festival and have people just stream it and watch it. Um, don't know if that'll be the case. If not, then definitely I'm planning a Facebook Watch Party for November 15th. Uh, which would be the 53rd anniversary of the original sighting. And then may repeat it on December 15th, which would also be the uh, 52nd anniversary of the collapse of the Silver Bridge because it collapsed a year later, or actually 13 months after the original sighting. Hmm. Wow. It's November 15th. I think that's a Friday. I think. Yeah. Okay. See, that would be perfect. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to I wanted to be able to use you guys as kind of a nice little platform to make that announcement because I have still I have people message me and you know, on Facebook or email wanting to know how they can get a copy and honestly I have had nothing to tell them for almost a decade because we honestly did not know if there were any existing copies of that piece. But what I do have is uh, and, and actually this the, what I have is not only the original documentary film but is it is actually the the beta version which actually has a small typographical error in the opening credits which did not exist in the dvds that were sold this one is actually the dvd that was used to screen it in point pleasant uh wow. in 2009 not the dvd that was sold after the screening oh, so, so this one's actually got a, got a yeah it's got an interesting little uh little screw up in it but it's it, 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 it makes for fun fun watch and fun read cool. sure Hey, we love typos here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, absolutely. Yeah, and as it gets closer to that date, you know, whether it's uh, during the festival or, <coughs> or in uh, on November fifteenth, you know, you can, uh, come on either show, the Supernatural Realm, or Kindness Beyond the Veil, you know, and yep. give us an update of when that will be, so we can keep up on on promoting that. And absolutely. You know, Help you out as we get closer to that date. Yeah, we have, we have uh, that whole week open, the twelfth and the fourteenth. So, okay, yeah. See. Well, I like like I said, what my my concern in September is that is when the Chicken Festival in London, Kentucky is. So I have got to make sure that I am not booking myself to do uh, because that one I will I will be working pretty much twenty four hours a day for right. for four straight days that wow. week. Um, because our radio stations are the media sponsor of that event. We cool. host three stages of entertainment, um, 
we've got multiple employees that will be emceeing events and judging and and things like that. So uh-huh. I'm just and waiting, waiting to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep us posted on that. And you know, if you think about it, between the chicken festival and the mutilated uh, cows, you've got most of the dinner proteins covered in your work. I do. It's almost like KFC and Chick-fil-A were combining <laughs> to do a festival. Right? <laughs> it is. That's cool. I mean, if I, if I could find a way to, to actually make that work, I'm, I'm going to work on that. Yeah. The only problem is I couldn't do anything on Sunday, and that would just suck. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a day of rest anyway, you know, for a lot of people. So yeah. there That's you go. for a lot of people. Yeah. Now I've, you got to bring. I've had, I've had a month and a half of rest. I like I I left my last job about a month and a half ago. I have been hanging out with my teenage kids. I'm on their schedule. I'm sitting up late at night, watching movies and TV shows and playing games and sleeping <laughs> during the day. Yeah, it's been great. It, well, congratulations awesome. <laughs> on that. You know, that's a beautiful thing. You know, it, yeah. it is. I have I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to spend that kind of time with them. But I will say it has taken. You know, it's. It, put a dent in my uh my mental activity my brain is constantly overactive and it's put a serious dent in my bank account so it's going to be nice being back gainfully employed again and doing yeah. what i love which is and, actually managing. and responsible for stuff you know oh, i know i know <laughs> i was always kind of a child of the night myself you know i, I was never kind of a, 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 i'm not a morning person you know unless Neither i had i yeah, I had not been until this job and all. Even when I was consulting and doing marketing and PR consulting, I did mm-hmm. my best work from ten o'clock at night until six o'clock in the morning. Right. And I would yeah. sit up and I and I would write press releases and put media kits together and I would pitch my clients to the West Coast media and, and East Coast media. And because you know, if you're a producer, if you're on the East Coast, then you're coming in you know, if you're a TV radio producer, you're coming into the studios around between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning Eastern right. time. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can hit them when they're getting there with stories, then you know, mm-hmm. you're know you right at the top of the plate. Yeah. West Coast, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, you're back again, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. You know, so right. it was perfect. So, yeah. so I, would, you know, I would do my best work and my most productive work from 10 o'clock at night to about 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I would sleep for a few hours and I'd get up and I'd start all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had, unfortunately, uh, you know, corporate, you know, corporate structure doesn't like that for some reason. They want me there at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. and clocking out at five. And that's yeah. just yeah, for some reason counterintuitive. Yeah. I, I was doing uh, nightclubs and radio at one point. So, you know, after, yeah, after yeah, last you, call you on your the nightclub, you, you opened the right. production hours for the radio, you know, and it kind of yep. was this perfect now situation. You, now, now you met your wife at a nightclub, didn't you? I remember the story did. the last yes. time. I remember. <laughs> That's right. She bought me shots for my birthday, and I knew she was a keeper. She bought, she <laughs> bought you shots. I remember. Yeah. 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 Now you they, never said were they body shots or were they just shots? I uh, just shot. Well, you know, there's oh, only so much bus. you could get away with when <laughs> everybody in the club could see you. So, yeah, <laughs> just regular old shot. Actually, they were. Um, Oh, God, geez. But one of my favorite kinds of shots, and i got to remember the name of them. Um, yeah, give me a little while They weren't that. jello shots, were they? Okay. No, not jello, jello. shots. No, Timmy's been doing jello shots all week this week. You know? I saw those pictures that he was posting. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 
and how yeah, how I, far I, I, we've I, come I, since the Monster Energy drink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I kind of steer clear of liquor. I just I typically I just do beer and wine. Mm-hmm. So. I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> I, I got this allergy, you know. I get you know my oh. face gets really really super you red. Turn red. So yeah. Yep. And it, it my be- uh, my ex father in law developed that, and he the man was so committed to his drinking that he actually started experimenting with over-the-counter drugs and so he found the perfect combination of what he could take and he had to take it 30 minutes before he had his first alcoholic drink wow. but if he took and he it was like six different over-the-counter medications he would take them 30 minutes before and then he could drink and he was fine wow geez i, I wish i had that same kind of commitment i just figured <laughs> you know it was mostly well, was, for the nightclubs anyway. And when I stopped doing yeah. the nightclubs, you know, there was really little reason to keep the drinking going because I wanted to be on the same level as everybody in the club was, you know. So I would be. Yeah, and that's hard because clubbers are overachievers when it comes to their alcohol consumption. Oh yeah, 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 yeah they are. Now I always had, you know, the specific tolerance I could, you know, I, I didn't like drinking too much because then I, I. Uh, I had less understanding of what I was doing and where I was going, you know. I, I kind of like oh, yeah. the the buzz where you have clarity, you know, and <laughs> you know don't don't tread too thinly on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and then there, there's in a lot of ways I, I don't miss it. I gave I gave my neighbor neighbor some Jello shots two days ago and didn't realize it was his birthday. And his wife oh. goes, "Those are good. Where'd you get those? Can you get some more?" <laughs> I was so afraid I, you were going to say you hadn't seen your neighbor since. Yeah, <laughs> I did see him today, though. But I gave him two more today because his wife uh, liked them so much. She wanted to get more. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious. I, I Yeah, my my big thrill now is is. Uh, uh, taking cans of Coke and putting them in these water bottles and freezing them. You know, I got my frozen Coke. You know? There you go. That's a, about the that thrill. Of the, yeah, that's my thrill these days. And, you know, it's not going to damage my liver, so you know, there is that. That is true. Kidneys, maybe. Liver, no. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. good. You got to put some <laughs> rum with that Coke, Chip, and freeze yeah. it. <laughs> No, I, you know, and then uh, you know my face will start beating with my heart again, the old red stuff. Yeah, not quite the same. No, I, you know, hey, I, I DJ nightclubs for almost 27 years, you know. And then the kids started calling me Andy War. Oh, look, Andy Warhol's DJing with us. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, do you have anything by Prince? You know, and then I kind of knew it was, it was time to. Yeah. Run. Well, but, I. Uh, it- the, you know, the I, I probably told you guys before, you know, the radio stations that I started out in 27 years ago, was, there was an AM country and the FM was oldies. And we had to stress 50s, 60s, early 70s when we did the liners, 50s, 60s, early 70s. I got in the car about a month ago with my son. We'd gone to see my daughter in a play and we get in the car. I turn the car on and Tom Petty's Free Fallen was on. Wow. And I'm singing along, and my son's like, you know, this, you know, he's looking at me like, and I said, you know, what, this is. I used to sing to this when I would cruise mm-hmm. with my friends and my buddies. We would cruise and sing this, and I looked down, and the oldie station that I worked for is now playing Tom Petty Free Fall, and that song came out in 1988. Yeah, yeah, No, you know what? The 50s, 60s, and 70s are the ages of the announcers now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 
even go as recently as the 2000s now. Right? Uh huh. I went, yeah. wow. Yeah. And I, and I kind of did that, and he went, what's wrong? I said, well, the song that I used to jam to in high school is now on the oldies station. He went, oh, Dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in 10th grade when that song came out. Yeah, that's almost as sad as having a, a daughter, and she's like, who's Paul McCartney anyway? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're yeah. no kid of mine. You know? Yeah. You, you're a horrible parent, Jim. You did a terrible job parenting. If your daughter know, does not right? know who Paul McCartney is. Yeah, really. Well, yeah. Usually, yeah, well, that, it's you know mostly her job to say that about me. <laughs> well, that's, that's true, too. Yeah. At least, it, at least it comes from the heart, you know. I want her to be expressive. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, oh. there's a limit to that, you know. But, uh, yeah. well, you know, I definitely will, will promote with you guys when I do the Facebook Live and when, when the DVDs are up for, for sale. Like I said, I'm going into, I've got to produce them, I've got to produce the, the cases, and then I've got to get the, the movie posters printed, and then I've also got to come up with the, the final cost because I want to be able to give everybody just a package rate. You can order all of them. Everything's paid for one fell swoop. Nice. And they'll be able to order those. And then, like I said, I'm working on trying to book some, some, maybe some showings and some theaters that will actually have all three, the director, both producers uh, to do a Q and a, uh, and a meet and greet kind of thing and, and autograph signing and things like that. So huh. that, that's what I'm working on uh, in the, in the coming months. Now, a lot of this I started putting in place before I got this new job. So I had all these grand plans of how this was all going to play out. Now I've got this job, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, now this goes on the back burner, but I'm still going to do it. Are you going to be doing any Paracons next year? Uh, that is definitely something I was thinking about and may do. Um, and if so, because there's one, you guys host one up there near you. Yeah, the one in the above. summer, don't you? Yeah, yeah in April. So that, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, that I may do, because I think that would be a very interesting opportunity, because we've never screened it at a Paracon. It's never been shown. We've only, we, the only time that it has been shown publicly, there are three times. Once in Point Pleasant, and twice in Virginia. And it, that's the only time it's been shown publicly. So to actually show it in, at, a, at a Paracon, I think would be really cool, and have a panel discussion would be awesome. Yeah, get a hold of Brian. Brian Seach, you were on a show I with will. Him. Yeah. Yeah, well, he and I were on together the last time. Yeah, yeah. You no, that's were. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'd love to have you here for sure. Charles. Yeah, and, and I would, maybe I would love to. Maybe we could all do a Paracon together, you know, so we could actually that would be great. in person yeah. with you while we see how the screening goes on this. And yeah, that yeah, would be. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I would definitely want you guys. I would want you guys to moderate the I'll panel. Do that. And, I can and do that. That that I would love. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, count me in. Yeah, I, I just. Um, I announced my in, intention to go back to doing Paracons again, you know, to, be, to go back on the speaking circuit, you know, do uh, the lectures and public uh, speaking on uh, the kinder side of afterlife sciences and interdimensional uh, communication, like the old days. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah. And yeah. ideally, some sometime as early as uh, this coming September, somewhere. But nice. you know, and I gotta uh, make sure I've got a car that'll make it to wherever <laughs> I'll be doing this <laughs> before any of that goes into motion. But yeah, 
So you're like me. You're one of those people that when you get that phone call that says, we're calling you about your automobile warranty, I'm like, dude, my warranty ran out 21 years ago. Don't call me about it. I mean, I drive a 1999 Chevy Malibu. I mean, I'm I'm just happy to to not get the email saying that, you know, uh, this certain part is now either illegal or dangerous and you have to bring it back into the dealer. Yeah. Yep. To get it worked on, we we won't charge you any more than two thousand dollars for it, even though it's our fault. But you got this notice in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, I'm mean, you know maybe yep. time to get a new car anyway. Yeah, I I got those calls too before, and I asked the I asked the person to call. I said, if if you say my warranty's out, then what's my year make and model on my vehicle that I have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They can't answer that. It, yeah. They can't answer that one, can they? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I like that one and, and the one about, you know, student loans. I'm like, I've been out of <laughs> I've been out of school for twenty five years and I didn't take any loans to begin with. Right? Yeah. Well, now you do. I always get the ones about vacations. I always win these vacations that I can't afford. Oh yeah. I get uh, I used to get that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to be the one making those calls, not receiving them, you know. <laughs> so at least it's, I got paid It's more paid fun for. to make them. It is because, you know, you always catch people at their angriest and you learn a whole bunch of new insults and swear words, you know. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. You know? How about the one that the guys get uh, raising money for the fraternal order of police? Do you get those calls too? Oh, yeah, oh, I love sure, that one. Course, oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like no, I actually I'll donate locally to the local police departments uh, as opposed to giving it to the fraternal order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always know if you put that sticker, if you put that decal on your back, they're more. I said, I know, I know. My family's law enforcement. I know how it works. I get it, but I'm, I'm not sending my money to you. Right. I I I always say so. Uh, how much do I have to donate in order to for you to turn the other way when I start selling my body for drugs again? You know. <laughs> They never have a number, you know. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, sure. You won't do shots, but you sell your body for drugs. I guess. Well, that's, that's different. That's great, yeah, too. yeah. Well, it's not yeah. alcohol, so there you go. <laughs> Except now at my age, you know, it's always people are offering me arthritis medicine. That's not why I got into this field in the first place. You know? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, hard being an old hippie in today's world. You know, that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> So, so, so Travis, what do you th- what do you think was the turning point, the aha moment, the inspiration between the last time we talked to you and you were thinking, you know, weren't really sure if you were going to, you know, uh, uh, pursue the Mothman as aggressively as you seem to be doing again now. Our show was the aha moment. The, the, the show was the aha moment, of course, you know. Oh, being an unemployed bum for a month and a half helped me. Oh, like I said, my brain was overactive. I'm constantly thinking about what, how am I going to how am I going to bring this around? No, it, honestly, it was you know the, the whole Mothman thing for me has been uh, a, it was a pursuit of passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something I was very interested in. Uh, I spent six years investing time, money, and, and creativity into the film, and then we we premiered it, and it was met with success. We did you know. Press junkets. We were on coast to coast. We were on all of these you know, uh, shows like your alls, and as well as local and regional TV and radio, uh, promoting it. And then to think that 
there were no existing files that could actually we could continue duplicating and producing and and selling uh, was a was a huge disappointment. And then to in the past few months, as I mentioned, uh, jokingly being unemployed, but you know for the, the past month and a half, having that time to actually allow my creative uh, juices, as it were, to start flowing and and to start uh, percolating again and thinking about things, and then to be handed uh, out of the blue uh, a copy of the original DVD that was actually screened in Point mm-hmm. Pleasant and going, okay, we can actually do this again. For me, all of that kind of transpired in the past 30 days. It was like, okay, here's what can be done uh, in, in, this, in the next several months. And of course, social media has exponentially uh, evolved mm-hmm. from where it was a decade ago. Yeah. Um, as far as doing Facebook watch parties, being able to promote, being able to tease, being able to, to, uh, to promote and talk and actually get a dialogue going. And that's what I plan on doing in the coming months. Like I said, I would love if, if I can make it happen so that I can tease this. And, and quite frankly, this whole rating Area 51 plays right in with the cows of Area 51. Uh, being able to, to, to tag that on and roll that in as a promotional gimmick, it actually works really well uh, for the next four, five, six months being able to, to roll all of this out. Like I said, in phases, where the, I mean, if you wanted to buy the DVD right now, that's not a problem. But if you want the DVD with the Cows of Area 51 and the movie poster, that's going to be a few months down the road because I'm going to have to put that into production. I'm going to have to get those printed and they're going to have to get everything ready to start being shipped out. Mm. But it's, it really was just kind of us talking, as Tim said, you know, the last time that I was on a few months ago, and then being where I am now and, and having in, at, literally at my fingertips and at my disposal the, the, the tools and everything that I need to make it happen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, you've, you've got... Um, I mean, by the t- by the time we'll talk to you next, you'll probably have six or seven more radio stations that you have, will have acquired <laughs> by then. <laughs> you know, and maybe some you know some uh, reality TV. Uh, yeah, who knows? Shows that you could acquire. You know, it's, you know the, the past six months were were interesting. Uh, from January on, have have been kind of this. This just whirlwind of activity, things going on, things changing, and and you know, learning to, to go with the flow and actually evolve and roll with things as, as opposed to trying to fight that, and that's what I've been trying to do, and, and it's so far it's working out fairly well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, life life is easier when you can you know kind of roll yeah, roll thanks. along with that flow, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, so to speak. Things exactly. Are, th- things are definitely opening up for you, Travis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're thrilled to see that, too, you know. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely it's always fun school. to be back on with you guys. We, all, we always have a blast. Yes, we do. It's a yeah. fun time here. And, and now even more road trips to think about. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, why you get your car going, Chip? Yeah, yeah. I should, I should know within, oh, about a, um, six or seven weeks. Cool. I should have a much, much clearer, yeah, thing. And I'm, yeah. Excellent. Plus, I'll be older and uh, rolling, flying by the seat of my pins even more. 
Chip is just flying by the seat of his bell bottoms. He's That's just it. barreling down. Yeah, I've, I've still got a pair or two of those, you know, but I can't fit in them anymore, but I, you know. We'll see, a lot of fasting to do. I just know, suck in that gut, you'll okay. get one. Yeah, yeah, geez, I used, to, I used to sell them, you know, bell bottoms. Yeah, I was alive when they came out, you know. So, boy, it got awfully quiet around here. Yeah, <laughs> I seen a guy walk yeah, we in. All a, got, we all got really kind of sad right then. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen a guy walk in a mini mart with him not too long ago. I said, "Where'd you get those belt bottoms?" He's like, "I had a guy make them for me. Our lady made them for me." Oh lordy! Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'm they, surprised they, they haven't come back in style for whatever reason, you know. They were so long, he's practically tripping over them. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Why? I remember he, had, he used to have platform shoes for dudes, and yeah. that was part of the reason for the bell bottoms. That and, and you know, the, the country boots, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back in the good old days, man. Yeah, we got about ten minutes left. Do we really? It's eight thirty-five wow. now. Boy, see, when, once you get here, Travis, Should time flies. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Shortest hour on radio. <laughs> well, you know, I've always told my guests when they come over, I can't talk for a solid hour. I said, you'd be surprised <laughs> when you actually get into a conversation and you get good hosts and you get a synergy going and you and it's a dialogue and it's not so much a Q and A. Q and A for an hour is horrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> but. Synergy and, and chemistry and just the dialogue, that's just natural. That's like, you know, three guys sitting around the pub telling stories. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the show's yeah. about. Three, three good buddies getting together and talking shop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I do, I do encourage folks, if they, you know, those that are listening and those when they, when they download uh, and, and play back, you know, if you're looking for something to do in September, um, You've got two options. You've got the Chicken Festival. I don't know the dates, but you've got the Chicken <laughs> Festival, London, Kentucky. World's largest skillet, world's largest chicken, and it's the birthplace of Colonel Sanders and the Colonel Sanders Lookalike Contest. But you got that. Oh, but wow. you also have the, Mothman, you have the Mothman Festival. This will be their 18th year, I think. I think this is the 18th Mothman Festival. Um, wow. they, they, they launched in September of 2001. They oh. did it. A couple of weeks after 9-11 in 2001, they went ahead and chose to do it. Uh, it has grown every year, uh, but it is the, I want to say, and, and, and I, I hope no one quotes me, just go to mothmanlives.com, mothmanmuseum.com, or mothmanfestival.com, and you can look up the dates. But I believe it's the, the 18th and the 19th, whatever that weekend is in, in September. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's Friday and Saturday there in Point Pleasant. Uh, it's free. Everything's free. With the exception of the hayride, the hay they charge for the hayride. Everything else is free. Uh, you can go listen to lectures. You can listen to uh, the experts, eyewitnesses. There's live music. There's uh, You can go to the Mothman Museum and watch all the films, documentaries. You can watch Darkwings there. They have a copy that they've been showing for the past 18 years. You can watch it there. Um, but it, it is a fun, it's a fun experience. Um, so encourage folks, if, you, if you're looking for something to do, go, go to the Mothman Festival in September. Cool. Yeah, and you're right. 18th and 19th, uh, Friday and Saturday. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chip, didn't didn't uh, 
Parallax broadcast out of London, Kentucky one time with Dave Jones when Dave Jones was running it? I, I don't know. And I used to be on Parallax, but I wouldn't have I'm pretty sure it broadcast out of London. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you did. Yeah. 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 Good Par- guy. Para-X I like Dave yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was my boss for a little while, in a manner of speaking. You know? Yeah. He was running that network. Yeah, I pitched my show on his network at the, in the very beginning, and he wanted to hear, uh, like, a segment of my show, and he never <laughs> never called me back or emailed me back. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he was a great guy. That I liked I liked his show, the, you know, the Parex show, which was really mm-hmm, cool with mm-hmm. some other shows on it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good shows on Parex, you know, and it was it really ahead of its time, if you think about it. Yeah, they were. You know? Yeah. Yeah. More stuff about our wonderful past. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have any bell bottoms while on Parax. It was it was a great network though. It was a lot of good shows on that network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, uh, so uh, August. Uh, mid-August for uh, Bill Bean? Uh, yes, August, he's, he's looking at an August 12th release date. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's on a Monday, Chip. Yep, that's, yeah. that's when the book will go live. Uh, oh, yeah. As of right now. Yeah, it will go live on August 12th. Huh. And we're looking at a book signing event for him there in Maryland sometime in October. Uh, and like he can he can lay out all of this for you when you guys have him on the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But these are things that he and I talked about in the plan. Um, the uh, the book is finished. The the layout's finished. He's he's actually <clears throat> excuse me. He's um, teased the the cover of the book on his Facebook page. He's he's uh, posted that. It's a great it's a great new design. It's very different than the than the old cover, and it is uh, Dark Force Revisited 10th Anniversary Edition. So. Oh, Travis, I want to ask you, do you have his contact information, his phone number? Can you send it to me on, on Facebook chat or wherever? Oh, yeah, for Bill, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I can send you that and his uh, the email address that will get his response the fastest. Yes, okay. I can do that for you. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not a problem at all. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Travis, before we go? we got about 10 minutes left. No, I... No, I, I'm good. I appreciate you guys letting me come on uh, and, and make the announcement. Like I said, this is the uh, the first public announcement of exactly what's going to be happening over the next few months. I've teased it. I've, I've kind of uh, promoted it a little bit, but I wanted to, to use you guys as the platform where I where I actually laid out the plan between now and the end of the year, what folks will be able to do. Because like I said, there's a lot of people over the years that have asked, you know, when can we, when, where, how can we get a copy of Dark Wings, The Mothman Chronicle? That answer is you're going to be able to get it very, very soon, uh, and you'll be able to just order it directly, and I'll have it shipped to you. And there, like I said, there's going to be some special features, uh, the Calzary, if you want, and also the, the poster. And if I can get the the, the, the other two individuals uh, agreeable, then there will also be uh, a signing event where all three of us sign the, the DVDs and the movie posters and send them out. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I want to let you know, Travis, so. too, that uh, you're welcome to call in. Give any any announcement that you want between now and November during this show. Okay, I will do it. I appreciate that opportunity and that invitation. You're welcome. 
Yep. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys. Always fun to get on with you too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful you, thing, man. You know. Got this symbiosis it's, going on. You know, it's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's those little moments in life that mean the most. <laughs> Absolutely. But thank you guys so much. I'm going to get off of here and try to finish making my way on home. And um, <laughs> I will. I want to get in touch with Brian because I do think that's a great idea, Tim, about doing the Paracon next year and doing a screening and a panel and mm-hmm. having you guys moderate and actually bringing Brian in to also sit with us and talk about the cryptid aspect and then also the interdimensional being aspect of Mothman. I think that would be a phenomenal that would be, that would be awesome. discussion. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of people would attend that. Very yeah. cool. Yes, I'd love to do that. Yeah. He, he might even have some events before then uh, that he could make yes. pertinent, you know. Yep. Like uh, uh, this autumn or early winter. Perhaps. I know he has an event in Beaver County coming up, I think, next month, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. We could also all get together in Storm Area 51 on September 20th. Yeah, that's yeah, that. <laughs> see, how, right. see how quick we get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when, when, when I, like I said, I've gone twice. When you go up to the actual fence, you uh-huh. know, there is a sign that says, you know, cross, you know, uh, violators will be shot or fined $10,000. And wow. I remember the very first time that I went with my friend, I'm like, I really hope they shoot us because I can't afford $10,000. Yeah, it's too expensive. Yeah. Just shoot me. Don't give me a, it's an either or shoot me. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Just, just shoot me and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, that's, that's the price of a funeral. I'm Plus, actually coming out on the better end of this deal than the government. That's right, and I bet Timmy will have some Jello shots. You know, yeah, you no, take, plenty before take that pain away. I'll, I'll make sure I'm good and buzzing before then. I'll be no good to you whatsoever. It's like chipping his frozen coke and red. I, I won't even feel that. the bullet. I'll be so so strung up. Some jello shots, man. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of speaking of shots, you know, one that yep. goes really well with the other one. Yeah. Vodka and rum, oh. man. That's the way to go. Oh my lordy! <laughs> <laughs> wow. And a little little hint of peach snobs in in there too, as well. There you go. Yep. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. I will stay in touch. Tim, I will send you Bill's contact information so that you can get directly in touch with him. Very cool. uh, direct phone number and his, and his email. And uh, I, will, I will keep you guys updated on dates as to when things are going to roll out, and I will call in periodically and make those announcements on the show. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be fantastic, especially, you know, once you find out if you're going to do it in September yep. or, or November, you know. Yep, I, always, will, I will do that. Always a pleasure yeah. talking to you, Travis. It's a great time. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you very soon. All right, All right. buddy. Congrats okay. on the new position there, brother. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I'll keep you guys posted on that, too. All Excellent. Right. Good, good. good. Uh, okay. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Very cool, ah. Chip. Very cool. Yeah. I, I always like talking to him. The great Travis Short. Boy, he's got a lot of... Uh, Great upcoming announcements and and even uh, more as time goes on. So you know who's his so. voice reminds me of Chip. I have no idea. Speaking of Para X, he sounds a lot like Dave Jones used to on radio. Hmm. Because when Dave did the Para X radio show on Sundays, mm-hmm. he sounds exactly like Dave. Huh? When he talks. Wow. 
you know, I'll have to uh, check out an archive. Yeah. Put that to the test. Yeah. Because I listened to it recently because I caught in his show, probably one of the last shows that he's done, that he did. And I called in. He goes, we have a caller. It sounds just like Travis. Identical. Huh. Wow. That's really cool. About that. Yeah, maybe we could get them on the same show and try to figure out which one's which, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if Dave does radio anymore. Yeah, I I don't know either, you know. It's it's funny, uh, you know, just think I'd be up on that kind of stuff. I, I know he and his brother first started Para-X, and then his brother, for one reason or another, left the network, and then Dave took it over. And Yeah, that's the story I heard anyway, but I don't I don't even think Dave's on it anymore. Yeah, I, 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 you could be right about that. I really don't know for certain. Yeah, I'm not sure who runs Para-X anymore, but hmm. still a good network, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, made some very, very good times for when I was on there. My buddy John Tobin, we had a show called Keeping the Spirits Alive. It was about seven years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah before Michael called us back, we I got offered to go to their network. Ah. And in that process, and I told him, no, I'm on, you know, uh, you know WCT now, so thanks for the offer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I told them. Well, you know, I was going to stay with Michael. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I did. Yeah, it's been a great home for us. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, uh, he's good to us for sure. Yeah, love us some Michael. Speaking of which, I believe he'll be on this evening. I think he had a toothache or something. He uh, had some dental work done. I guess he was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday, a couple of days ago, because... He had some tooth pain there, but he, he may be back on today. I don't know. Well, keep our fingers crossed, see, and, you know, and people will find out soon enough. They, uh, they, you know, all they have to do is not touch that dial, and they'll find out. Yeah, if our listeners would like to donate and uh, support uh, Late Night in the Midlands uh, and WCET.FM, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. subscribe or donate. To this network. Yeah, nice trip- big yellow button. Yeah, triple W uh, late night in the midlands.com. Click the donate yeah. button and uh, yeah, send what you can. Help keep sure. us on the air. Also keeps great shows like Supernatural Realm and Kindness Beyond the Veil. Yeah, the and, and late night in the Midlands. Yeah. And late night, well, you already mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> so all the more reasons to donate or subscribe, you know. And we we sure would love it if you if you do that. And dinner uh, with the clings. We got dinner with the clings on on the show on the network too. So. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Yeah, yeah. And supernatural realm twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays from seven to nine p.m. Eastern, and kindness beyond the veil every Monday seven to nine p.m. Eastern. Oh, speaking on, speaking of this network, we got uh, Jason Rand. Uh, as our guest on August 22nd. Oh, isn't that he, nice? He has a couple of shows on this network as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful thing. I look forward to that. Yeah, I think we got Steve Shotty coming up in August too, right? 16th? Was I it? believe so, yes. Yeah, 15th. 15th, yeah. Yeah, from the, the uh, TV show The Dead Files. Beautiful man. 
Uh, love Steve. Yeah, as, awesome. I, as I said earlier, we got Greg Little on the 23rd, Leon BB the 25th, Bill Bean on the 30th, and wow. and Tina Bice on August 1st. And we're going to give a, have a book giveaway for uh, Byron Blankenship. Uh, she's going to be with us on the 6th. So, awesome. 6th of August. Yeah, well, you've got some good guests coming up. I, I could say the same for Kindness Beyond the Veil. This is coming Monday. Uh, Teal Swan will be joining me on Kindness Beyond the Veil Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then on the 29th, Amy Robeson uh, specializes in the Akashic Records. Uh, really, really quite phenomenal. August 5th, I actually have to uh, dump somebody because you got him scheduled on, on this show. Tim, um, and then August twelfth, Duncan O'Finnan will be joining us. He's uh, had uh, paranormal and extraterrestrial contact. Uh, the stories and are stunning, so check that out. August nineteenth, the great Jackie Barrett will be my guest. Uh, Ryan Mabby on the twenty sixth. That's Timmy's birthday. Uh, cool. She's from rockthedivine.com. Caroline Corey, who made the f phenomenal film E.T. Contact, they are here. I'll be joining me on September 2nd with a new film that she's made, she'll be talking about. Charmaine D. Rosario Sage on September 9th, who is a uh, human extraterrestrial hybrid uh, and basically uh, part of a, a breeder network with reptilians poor thing that's uh, quite a sweetheart uh, and it'll be nice to talk with her again uh, kindness beyond the veil two-year anniversary show with ray hernandez on september 16th hard to believe it's been two years with that show ray hernandez from the dr edgar mitchell foundation for research into extraterrestrial and extraordinary experiences or the free foundations co-founder and uh yeah on september 23rd uh, Gregory Little will be on Kindness Beyond the Veil. He'll be here next week, I believe, yes. to tease the book, which has a uh, September 3rd release date. Uh, we'll have him on once the book comes out uh, about the Denisovans with Andrew Collins, co-written with Andrew Collins. And, yeah, that's as far ahead in time as I'm going. Cool. Except still got to find somebody for the 5th of August, but I, I know I'll find somebody awesome. Yeah, I got we got three three guests on uh, September. We have uh, October wide open, November's wide open. So, yeah, we're looking, looking for guests for this show in the upcoming months. Chip, anything in closing? Uh, just, you know, great to have you all listening in. Uh, enduring us for the first hour and then enjoying <laughs> Travis Short. Uh, for the second hour. Uh, join us each and every Tuesday and Thursday uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here on WCETFM at uh, late night in the midlands.com and speaking of late night in the Midlands, it's just a few minutes away with potentially anyway, the great Michael Vera. We do love our Michael. And as you said earlier, Chip, uh, next week, Tuesday, the 23rd of July, we got Greg Little. Uh, coming on the show. So that's Tuesday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, as well as uh, we're here Thursdays, 7 to 9. And Kindness Beyond the Veil, I'll be producing on Mondays as well, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern.
Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing with the brotherhood here. Yes, it is. Great symbiosis here for sure, uh, as we yeah. said earlier today. Always, man. Always. Always a good time. Yep. Well, good night, everybody. God bless, and uh, have a great week, and don't eat too many jello shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a fine one to talk about that, man. <laughs> Right, as long as I have that, if mind. it helps hydrate though with the heat, you know. Eric, uh, Between that and my monster, because it's going to be up to with the heat index, going to be up to 105 on uh, tomorrow and Saturday. So it's going to be hot, hot, hot. I'm going to wow. be sitting in the air conditioning literally for two days. So, <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a great week. Yeah, have a wonderful weekend too. Good night. Yeah. Listening to WCT.FM talk radio like no other. God, I love the station.